All right, it's the uh, Chance of Gaming Podcast. It's episode 82, and with me always is Richard and Roy. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's been a while. Hello, Gardner. This is Roy. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, look, do you ever watch... Um, this is new Roy. This is 2022 Roy. That's right, wa- that's right. <sighs> Dadgummit, do you ever watch um, regular show? No. Okay. Right no, no, Is that okay, the one yeah. with the Jaybird? Yes, the Jaybird, <laughs> and it's Mordecai and Rigby. There was this whole, and I'll link this in the show notes. There was this whole episode where Rigby is scared of this horror movie that has this killer car in it. And it's a car that always, before it murdered people, it said, hello, Gavda. <laughs> and and uh-huh. yeah, so yeah, uh, that's I'm what. I'm not gonna do that voice the whole episode. Yeah, I, I just, understand. Just for flavor, <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle it in as needed. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, it has been a while, and um, yeah, things happened, and you know, here we are, and that's it's it's yeah, it's the whole thing, and so. It's- it's January. Everybody feels shitty. Always, yeah. I, I guess mm-hmm. apparently in that. And a uh, plus, fucking like Meatloaf died. That's just terrible. Yeah, there's been yeah. a lot of celebrity deaths already. Meatloaf, yeah, sure. Bob Saget, Betty White. I think there was someone uh, else too. And, um, yeah. And you know, I actually did a whole post on Channel. Oh, uh, Louis Anderson died too. It is weird. It's like, eh, people forget about it. Like, really? That guy from, um, you know, uh, that, that weird cartoon. Yes, I, I'm glad you know that. But also, um, damn it, from baskets. Okay, he played, played baskets, mom. I don't know that one, but I was gonna say, uh, coming to America. Oh yeah, yeah, he was in yeah. that. He worked at McDowell's. <laughs> yeah, at McDowell's. Yeah. But no, he was on uh, the was it with uh, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, it's a show on FX called Baskets where he's a French clown. But he like he kind of washes out of French clown school and has to go home to to Encino and and is like totally clueless and kind of shitty to his mom. And his mom is played by Louis Anderson. Uh, look, that's been on my list forever. So, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll watch it eventually, but yeah. But with Meatloaf dying, I actually did a post on chanceofgaming.com because he uh, meant a lot to me, and I really dig a lot of his music, and I was sad to see that he died because he didn't believe in COVID and stuff, so, yeah, you know, but it's, it's okay. It believed in him. Yeah, it, it believed in him, and uh, yeah, I uh, Bad Out of Hell is one of the greatest albums ever, and yeah, I'll still stand by that. So well, there you go. We we finally found out what that is. He, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. Apparently, that is get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, I, uh, Roy, it, it it stresses me out so much to agree with you, but yes, you're right. <laughs> oh. It makes me sad, but yeah, okay. Yeah. <sighs> so, anyway, we're, you know, going forward. Uh, all right, 
we're recording this on the 30th. You'll probably hear it on the 31st. And uh, Siege of Vicksburg tickets will go on sale on February 1st. So it will either be when you are hearing this or the day after. So, yay, it's awesome. That'd be super cool. I've come up with a price scheme and all that stuff. And uh, in March, I'll be at CoastCon running a bolt action tournament. And in February 19th, which is my birthday, I'm hosting locally a Saga tournament. And yeah, so I hope you guys have at least watched Norseman. Yes, maybe. Have not. Not so much, no. Oh, shit. You, uh, literally, shit. You should go and watch it so you can understand that the shitting log is about trust. <laughs> okay. You, yeah, it's fucking hysterical. All right, it's a comedy. And I blew through it multiple times. And it, it caused me to actually start watching Vikings on uh hulu and mm-hmm. which it's way more serious nobody's talking about the shitting log there but anyway so there's it and uh yeah so i had this really cool uh drinking horn that i'll have and uh that'll be first prize for the uh saga tournament in february and yeah so anyway oh awesome so tell us about CoastCon. where is that uh, CoastCon is in Biloxi, Mississippi. It's our longest uh, convention. And uh-huh. look, I used to go to it when I was. Oh, yeah. It was a whole, huge thing. Like, all right, I went to it in high school. And it wasn't until I graduated high school I started actually spending the night at CoastCon and mm-hmm. noticing the dark <laughs> underworld of conventions. And oh, yeah. When, that's when uh, the furries come out. Oh shit, man, boy, that my eyes were open. It's it's like okay, uh, what is it the the line from Star Trek: The Next Generation with the the guy uh, the alien that only speaks in metaphors? That was like you know that was me. It was like ooh, Darmac my... and Jalad. It's another. yes, yes. Yeah. It was like my eyes open. I was like, oh wow, this is uh what bondage is and safe words and nudity. <laughs> yeah, and all this stuff. I was like. Holy shit, why have I not been spending the night here so many times? So, hey, yeah. So, speaking of furries, do we want to talk about that or we want to like make that keep that mysterious? Do we want to talk about that. I love it. <laughs> well, I don't know. So what do you want to say about furries? Well, you know, the, 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 um, what you sent me over via text. Uh, oh shit, that was some Michigan, that was Michigan related. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was, yeah. yes. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So, Appar- okay, Richard, uh, apparently in <laughs> in Michigan, there were some concerned parents who believed in their heart of hearts that there were um, uh, fucking uh, uh, litter boxes. Oh, yeah, I in, saw that yeah. in schools for kids that identified as cats. Yeah, well, this is probably the same sort of bitch that would. Uh, um you know, get all bent out of shape about D and D being being conjuring demons and stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. This was a total Karen thing. And they were like, Oh yeah, obviously there are some kids that identify as cats that are they they have um uh fucking uh litter boxes in the classrooms and yeah. that's literally a thing. 
And but look, not I, at all. Just to be clear, I yeah, I I know, and I feel like my whole thing is like, who the fuck would actually believe this? It's like if you actually believe this, they mm-hmm. should take away your right to vote. I think first <laughs> of all, and then I would go so far as saying you should not be allowed to drive a car. I mean, wow. I, that that's where I'm at. I mean, maybe that speciest. Or, you know, whatever. But I truly believe if that's what you think, uh, you should not be allowed to uh, drive a car or vote. Your judgment is wanting. Yes. Because it's like you're that fucking stupid. And then I think like, oh, my God, if this happened in Michigan, that means about six or nine months from now, it's going to happen in Mississippi. (laughs) Fuck. What what do I do about that? Yeah. Well, and I guess my thoughts about it is that. Everybody likes what they like. Everybody's into their own shit, and some of it's kind of weird. Yes. There's things that I'm into that somebody else will look at and say, what the hell are you doing? And as long as it doesn't hurt another person, yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. But but it's just when you get into this whole thing of, oh, my God, they're teaching kids that they they can be cats, you know? So... Kid Rock said that that's bad. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Roy, Kid Rock said if you have a uh, mask mandate, you can't host one of his concerts. Yes, I did see that, too. Yep. Which he's so he's going to cancel the, the shows if there's a mask mandate. It has nothing to do with poor ticket sales. Right. For sure. And, and OK, I, honestly, I'm not going to be a snob. I'm going to be like, you know what? There's two or three Kid Rock songs that I like. It was, you know, it was 1998, 99, whatever it was. Yep. And there were a couple of good songs. Bawa to Bawa, Booty Goody Dang Yes, dang. yes, Bawa to Bawa is great. Um, yep. I'm trying to think. Uh, Bull God was good. You know, anything basically off that first album was the one good. where he covered uh, or sampled Sweet Home Alabama. That's yes, okay. and honestly, that was like one or two uh, uh, albums later, and that yeah. was a decent song. Even that fucking uh, Sheryl Crow song he did was decent. So, th- okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is where I separate the artist from the art. You know, mm-hmm. I, look, I know. It, okay, I will say... Back in like 1998, when I saw Kid Rock wearing a Confederate flag belt buckle, and he was from Michigan, <laughs> my my immediate thought was, I'm like, if he lived any further north, he would be in another country. Mm-hmm. So okay, that, so if okay, he started yeah. out at 100, now he's about you know 85. Yes, with the, yeah. with the Confederate flag, and now we're down into you know 60, 70 range. And yeah, I, I've mentioned it on here before, you know, um, my youngest kid lives in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. when I visit when I visited her, we went to this nice place down by the lake and there were cars. Yeah, sorry, trucks driving by with Confederate flags. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fucking fuck? Because <laughs> because I, you know, Vicksburg is our clo- closest uh confederate battlefield Mm -hmm. and there are uh monuments to union soldiers from michigan from wisconsin etc etc that died here 
and they're big, beautiful monuments. And mm-hmm. I've seen them. I've walked in them. It's very, you know, it, it, it's very moving and all this stuff. And so, okay, I've got these assholes that believe that, like, what they were wrong. You know, that's, that's what mm-hmm. I don't get. It's, it's fucking weird to me. Well, now, you heard about the the uh, the trucker protest in, in Ottawa, Canada, uh, this no. weekend, right? What, what is that? So, there... Um, the the rule was is that any trucker crossing the border from the United States had to be vaccinated or be quarantined for two weeks. That's the Canadian rule that they put in place. Well, people were upset about that, and they 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 did a march on the Capitol there. Well, Justin Trudeau, you know, handsome guy that he is, had to go into <laughs> hiding. Who possibly could be. Um... What's his name, son? Uh, the guy from uh, Cuba. Yeah, have you ever read? You ever Castro? like? Yes, have you ever read that conspiracy theory that Castro no. is Justin Trudeau's real father? I had no, I had not heard that. Holy shit! Yeah, oh, check wow. that out. All right, you're so, look. You're not gonna listen. Okay, it's it's Chance of Gaming podcast and Joe Rogan. It's we, definitely not. Uh, history on the table. You know, this is no. where it is. This history is on the all... table did not cover this story. I'm no, sure. no, it didn't. So yeah, so there you go. Yeah, well, are we going to talk about games? I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. Fuck. Who knows? <laughs> There's a chance of it. <laughs> There's a chance <laughs> of it. Yeah, it's in the title, people. Come on. So, um, speaking of of Joe Rogan, you guys have been following um, the, the Neil then. Young, Joni Mitchell, and then. Nils oh, yeah. Lofgren. I've heard that name, but I don't know who the hell that is. Okay, okay. I was going to say, hold on, Roy. Who the fuck is that? It's it's like, I, okay, I get Neil Young. He's like, okay, I've got some stroke. You know, it's yep. I'm I'm pretty big. I'm going to do this. And who is the other person? Uh, Joni Mitchell. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, I know that and then, one. And then Nils Lofgren. Who is that? I'm not sure. Okay. He's a musician, and I've All heard right. the name before. I mean, he I, might be like a metal sounds like guy. someone that wanted to make a press release so that you would look up and see who he is. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that could be it. it, it honestly, OK, let's let's say, you know, let's put this in the co- let's put this in the context of what it would be. It would be like something happened and um, fucking uh, Dice Tower decided, OK, we're, we're pulling out of Spotify. <laughs> and then here comes Ch- Chance of Gaming behind him. It's like, oh, yeah, guys, we're going to pull out, too. And they're like, who are you? I'm like, eh, yeah, so. All right. Oh, OK, so Nils Lofgren is a songwriter, musician, and member of the E Street Band with Bruce Springsteen. Oh, my gosh. OK, so, but he's not the guy that's in The Sopranos, so I don't no, know who he is. So. He's a side man. Yeah. So. But not not a whole but lot. But does of... he speak for the entire E Street Band? Uh, no, he's just talking to himself. But you just but have like to like if... mute the guitar on Spotify. If, I don't if, speak uh, for if Bruce, the boss but... joined that, that would be that would be some shit. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I I don't get it. And it, yeah, it look we try not to end up with uh, political stuff in tabletop gaming, but you know. Mm. Oh, I'm cool with it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Well, okay. What are you guys' favorite Neil Young songs? Out of curiosity. Um. Well, I don't know. I'm mean, so he was uh, part of Buffalo Springfield that did. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's this. The lyrics are not. They're not the song in the, the song title is not in the lyrics. Well, uh, is it what's going on? 
or think so. no, no, no. You are you talking about? Um, damn it, Public Enemy cover. Uh, sampled it. Uh, is it? Ah, shit. Yeah. There's I, something I, happening here. What it is ain't exactly yes. clear. I believe it's called "What's Going On" or "What's What's Happening." Oh, I'm gonna Google this. Hold on. Uh, Buffalo Spring so, Field. Member of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Yes, absolutely. Um, Harvest Moon. I like that song. Singles for what it's worth. That's yeah. The name there you of go. It. Yeah. Yeah. I look. I I'm a fan of Neil. Um, I like uh Old Man. I like Ohio. I like um. Mm-hmm. You know, I have three or four other songs that were really good. What's so, so what's the song that he did in response to um uh Sweet Home Alabama? Oh, oh no. su- Southern oh, no, no, Southern no. Man. He did so he Southern did that Man. song. I forgot about yeah. that. Because and, okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, the uh, oh my god, we haven't And the Sweet Home Alabama was a response to that. Yes, we we haven't gotcha. even gotten a tabletop gaming yet, so we'll get there. Oh. Hold on, hold on, kids. All right. So supposedly, when uh, what's his name died uh, in the plane crash, he was buried in a Neil Young T-shirt. That was like a thing. That oh, okay. He he wanted to have done, and his grave was violated repeatedly by people trying to, you know. Uh, find out if this was true or not. So, because but, Neil Young was such a, a liberal, uh, is such I, a liberal. Well, it was you know he did Southern Man, and then um, Leonard Skinner did in response. It was Sweet Home Alabama. You know, heard Mr. Young sing about her Southern Man, <laughs> and uh, you know, heard old Neil put her down. I hope Neil Young will remember Southern Man. Don't need him around anyhow. So. Yeah, but he, he supposedly what is that Ronnie uh whatever what yeah Oh, Ronnie Van Zant. Van Zant uh was yep. supposedly buried in a Neil Young t-shirt. So oh. uh, yeah, and whatever. So. Hmm. All right. Yeah, anyway. So So I'm uh considering uh auditioning for a musical. Okay, what which one? It's called Guys on Ice. And it's uh, it's about ice fishing. It's two dudes in a in a ice fishing shanty, telling jokes and singing and 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 you know, waxing philosophical about stuff. I mean um, that that sounds really cool. It's also something that's like way out of my wheelhouse. I've seen it in movies and TV shows. This whole thing mm-hmm. with you know ice fishing and having the the shed. And, you know, it's been in your family for generations and it's decorated and, you know, all this different shit. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so I don't know. I, I Maybe I will do it and maybe I won't. I, we'll, we'll see. But if I if I get a part or something, I will. And there's only three parts. Um, I will. Um, I'll let you all know. Will you need to sing? Yes. <laughs> it's a oh, musical. Hell yes. I sang in high school. Yes. So, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of used to have some chops. Oh, man. Yeah, this I want to see. Because if you're good, then I'm going to be like, all right, Roy, we've got to do a theme song. You have to oh. sing it. <laughs> you know, Chance of gaming. Well, that's going to be two out of yeah. the three of us that are singers then, Adam. We're going to have to get you and start up a trio. No oh, way. Wow. Okay. Do you, do you sing, Richard? Mm-hmm. 
dang. Yeah, okay, yeah. This would be awesome. Yes, yeah. All right. We'll do that. All right. So, so. do you do you sing just like sacred stuff or what uh uh, no, I sing actually in a, a barbershop chorus. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. we're going to be wow. competing for, at the internationals this summer. What's oh, a wow? Uh, what what part do you sing? Tenor. Okay, I'm a bass. So oh, there you go, Adam. You just <laughs> slot right in the middle there. Eh. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. All right. So, uh, have you guys watched Fox Machina? I'm I'm familiar with it. I've not seen it yet. No. Okay. But it's yeah. So I don't feel so bad. Uh, I mean, look, I understand that Critical Role is pretty much the biggest damn thing that has happened in tabletop gaming, you know, since Gary Gygax, you know, whatever made D and D. But I I haven't actually listened to any of it or watched it or or whatever. And so they came out with this cartoon, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was right up my alley. And then I go mm-hmm. online, and I see people that are like, oh, man, this, this isn't like the first season of Critical Role. Why do they keep using the F word and make anal bead jokes and stuff? <laughs> okay, so I don't feel confident in commenting on that like whether they should or they shouldn't but reality there are anal bead jokes and it made me laugh and i got a big kick out of it i really really enjoyed watching it i thought it was funny i i think the main reason is it reminded me so much of rat queens which i thoroughly enjoy it's a comic book and i would love to see animated it's fucking hysterical and yeah it has a lot more drugs and sex than Vox machina but this was really funny to me i it's on uh, amazon prime and i really feel like everybody's on amazon prime so they can help put jeff bezos in space or whatever it is and yeah but i (laughs) on this giant flying dick Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> we put this big rich asshole on his giant flying dick going up. So, uh, I mean, look, I really liked it, and but I feel bad because I'm just kind of a, I know the fandom on the fringe. It's like I know of it, and so you know, and watching this and then reading what people say, they're like, oh, this isn't what it should be, and blah blah blah. So anyway, I highly recommend you guys watch it. You know, and whatever. Yeah, it's on and, my list. Uh, and it, look, it left me with like a lot of questions because you know it it it's a fantasy series. So and you see things and the classes and characters and whatever. So my immediate thing is like, okay, what are the rules? Like, okay, you obviously have druids. What's your rule for druids? And these are clerics. Well, what god did they worship? You know, and it made me want to know a lot about more of the background and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, anyway. So, ah, so you, do, yeah. is it uh, is it faithful to to D and D? I see. That's the thing, Roy. Is like, I to me it was to me I would say yes, but I'm the last person to make that decision. You know. Okay. 
you know, I, I'm not one of these guys that are like, it's, it's well, they did this. And on scene mm-hmm. 16, that was obviously from fourth edition, but blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not that guy. And so I saw it and I'm like, yay, this is good. This is like Dungeons and Dragons. Yay. And, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just dumb. I don't know any better. So, yeah, I couldn't tell you. And, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I highly recommend it. You watch it and whatever. All right. Ah, do you guys watch the latest Bubba Fett episode? Yes, that one I actually am caught up on. All right. I'm going to pretend my, I have. Damn it. My favorite joke out of this is the book of Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett sold separately. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. that last episode, yeah. I saw this one as uh, uh, Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, it was so good. It was so damn good. And I'm like, oh, so yay. how are you liking Boba Fett so far? Ah, okay. I, I mean, to me, it's okay. And I'm coming into it with, like, no expectations. Yeah. And I see all these people that are so fucking hard on it that are like, well, well, people are uh, both ways, too. I mean, some people are like, how dare you criticize it? And some yeah. people are like, this is total, absolute crap. Yes. And they're like, well, what I wanted was this. Yeah. And what <laughs> I wanted was that, you know, and this, that, and the other. I mean, I'm liking it. It's okay. But to me, so far, it's not as good as the Mandalorian. So. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, I mean, it's not as good as Mandalorian, but it's also worth watching. There's only been one of like the like all these Disney shows that have come out so far that I just thought was terrible. So, I mean, well, okay, I, hold, I'm hold on. what was that one? What, what that if? One? Really? I thought what if was awful. Yeah. Some, some of them were good. Some of them. Were yeah. Good. I mean, there okay, was a couple right. of them that were halfway decent, but overall as a show, I just I didn't like it. But you know what? If you loved that show, that's okay. We can still yeah. be friends. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. fight you over it. So yeah, I'm so. I'm watching Boba Fett. It's it's worth watching, but it's not great. But I was happy when they went back to your regular schedule programming. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So uh, you guys have followed the uh, It's Always Sunny uh, podcast? Not me. No. I've never seen the show. It's well, and I don't necessarily know if you need to see the show to listen to the podcast. Oh, really? Okay. I thought well, it was kind of like, I, I mean, like one of those after episode Game of Thrones or The Office. Well, things. it is, but it's, it's, there's also a lot more going on. There's did ah. a, a previous episode. They did never got into the episode. They just talked about <laughs> uh, Rob McElhenney uh, getting into a fight in the In and Out drive thru. Yes. Oh, my oh, God. See? That, that okay. was so good. I, w- I would listen for Tiff for that because I like him. And I mean, all the, all the actors on that show seem like they'd be fun to hang out with. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. In listening to that podcast, that's what I immediately think. I'm like, oh, my God, I could totally hang out with these guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And and Roy, like when he the whole thing where where he was like, my kids are in the car. He's like, what's going to happen? He's like, well, I got some bats in the trunk. How's this going <laughs> to go down? And he keeps yep. co- he keeps coming back to his kids like. You know, okay, are you guys all right? You know, what do you think about that? And they're like, Dad, that was awesome. Oh my God, you almost beat that guy's ass. And it's like, yes, but that's not how adults, you know, do conflict. They're like, fuck that. You should have killed him. And, you know, just, yeah, loved it. That dude is packing some guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's He's in shape. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I I love it, and and like I said, I think last time is I really appreciate the It's Always Sunny uh podcast because they're just like us. They will simply get off on a tangent and forget what they were actually talking about. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. I loved that whole thing where they were talking about he was in the In and Out Burger and somebody tried to cut in front of him and he was like, Am I gonna have to fight this guy? You know, does he have a gun? <laughs> you know, my kids are in the car. It yep. was all this stuff. Yes, it was so good. It was so very, very good. And Dad Gum, out of all of them, I'm like, Dad Gum, I wanna I wanna hang out with Charlie Day. That is the guy. I yeah. out of all I want to hang out with Charlie and just like because he seems so affable, so approachable, everything. You know, I just fucking love it. So yeah. <laughs> you you want to go hit a bucket of balls with the driving grid? Sure, that yeah, sounds yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Oh my god. And the, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Richard, honestly, I would say start with season two. Is episode, that when Danny DeVito joins? Yeah, yes, when okay. DeVito joins. Oh, my God, the stuff they talk about with DeVito, you know, getting him in, you know, they, they did a whole season and they weren't sure if they were going to actually be able to come back. And FX was like, well, you should probably you get a, a you need a name. And they 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 thought about this person and that person. They got DeVito and they're like, ah, we got Danny DeVito, and, you know, and just, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved it, oh, especially with the the whole, um, hey, you want to do this? And he's like, mm, no. He's <laughs> like, yeah, let's let's do something. No, 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 no. It's just fucking funny. Yeah. Anyway, so. All right. So have you been watching MASH? I, well, I have. It's on Hulu right now. As well as, I guess it's been on there for a while. But, I, you know, I always associate it because it would go into syndication. I always associate it with they come on after the news. So, like, at 1030. And then... I'd go to bed. So every time MASH comes on, it's like, well, it must be time to go to sleep. So we've been, my wife and I have been watching, uh, been watching MASH uh, in bed before we go to bed or go to sleep. I've been meaning to, because it was like such this, uh, it, it was this enormous program for my parents. They, okay, yeah. it, it, it was like the thing, you know, where, you know, our generation, we grew up, you know, we grew up with friends or, you know, Seinfeld or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like the thing for my parents. And so I, uh, I've been wanting to like go back and actually watch it, you know? Okay. And, and it's there in this day and age in the me too generation, it's, um, there are some kind of cringy spots. In fact, a lot of places where, where yeah, Hawkeye's well, getting yeah. handsy uh, with the nurse. Yeah, yeah I know. And famously, the uh, TV series went on longer than the Korean War. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now uh, on here, your wife asks you what songs you want might like at your funeral. Is she going to murder you, Roy? Well, no, she um, she had a friend uh, whose husband died recently. And actually, she went to the uh, celebration of life thing today and. And so we were just talking about music and everything that like, well, what kind of music would you like? You know, what what kind of songs am I into that that, uh, you know, this is this is who he was. And um, most of the stuff I'm into is pretty weird. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, I mean, I like novel music for sure. 
I mean, honestly, I mean, I would love to like know, you know, that kind of stuff is just so fascinating to me. And uh, myself, uh, I mean, I could do two hours of just like, you know, okay, Adam's dead. Let's talk funeral music. I, I could do two hours just on that period. Oh, yeah. Just a whole episode of nothing but that. Because I, you know, I find that fascinating and it's something that I've thought about like forever. And yeah, but anyway. So, I mean, yeah. And look, as somebody who is like buried both parents and you know other big important people in my life i you know it, it's really strange a funeral is for the living not so much as the dead it's it's way more the the how the living is dealing with the passing of the person more mm-hmm. than you know celebrating or whatever you know the person that has passed. So I don't know. Just it's it's fascinating to me. So I had a friend in college that was a big fan of uh, Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. That he thought that that would be a good funeral song. Mm. See, I mean, look, I've got like fifteen or twenty or whatever that I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is it. I should probably like write that down. Mm. Something somewhere. Keep Me in Your Heart by uh, Warren Zevon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, that's a good one. Oh, my God. That uh, that always tears me up every time I hear that No, no, no. Uh, the one that gets me is my shit's fucked up. Oh, is that yes. on this that the, on the Wind album, the last one he did? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. That's where, you know, he found out, like, he, you know, had cancer, yep. you know, and there was no hope and all that. Damn, that is a good ass song. My shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, that's so good. Um, I mean, that's not one I would put on mine, I guess, unless I end up that way. But you know, I mean, like I think for myself, like Pearl Jam's release um, mm-hmm. is is like really good. And I also go to the Pogues with uh, "If I Should Fall from Grace with God." And, um, yeah, I mean, shit, I could literally do, just do two hours on funeral music, but yeah, <laughs> that, you know, it, Richard's all like, I don't know, he's all awkward over there. So anyway, <laughs> so Roy, what, okay, we forget, we actually do, this is a tabletop gaming podcast. Hey, we're going to talk about a, some games. Yeah, yeah, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing the crew, we're still in the middle of the 50 round uh, campaign of the crew on Board Game Arena. And we're currently on episode, I think, about 32 of 50, something like that. Um, so this is a trick-taking game. I've talked about this before. Um, wherein it's a cooperative thing where you're trying to um, make sure that you get your task completed. So if your task is, I need to take the blue three, uh, then that's the first trick taken. Then that's... I mean, that's if I take that, then I then that I've completed my task. And then there's another task that another player has. Well, you this person needs to take the you know, the yellow seven. And so there's kind of limited um, communication between players. Um, so you can only really tell people like this is my lowest card of this color or this is my only card of this color or this is my highest card of this color. And that's the only kind of table talk that's allowed. Um, 
and so I'm playing it with two two uh, you know real world friends on board game arena, and uh, like I say, we're on. I think we're on. I guess I could look it up here. We're on. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it's about 30, 35 uh, of 50 that we're doing. Hey, Roy, do you uh, have premium BGA? No, I do not. Although I've been, I need to get. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting it pretty soon just because it seems like I'm playing. Like if it's not a war game, I'm probably playing it on BGA right now. Most of my oh, yeah? non-war games. And I don't know. I just I, I feel like they've got a lot of stuff coming out, but a lot of stuff is still in beta and it works great, but you have to have premium to start a game. So oh, I've yeah? been thinking about yeah, it's it's not that much. It's like five I bucks that, a month and I think it'll be worth it. Yeah, I thought that you were a premium. No, friend. I just have friends that are. So I've okay. I've had them start the premium games for me, but I was thinking about joining premium. So our uh, our close personal friend Jamie Stegmeyer has Tapestry is on Board Game Arena. Now. Yeah, I saw that was on there too. Um, the tapestries. <laughs> <laughs> the tapestries. Um, so then I've been playing uh, Gaia Project, also on Board Game Arena, and I I don't understand it as well as I ought to. Yeah. So it's it's a difficult game to play on mobile phones. Oh yeah, I can't imagine. I don't most play of, any any of the BGA games. I don't mess with on my phone. Uh, well, most of them I play on 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 my phone. You know when I should be working. <laughs> well, I just play them on my personal laptop, which is next to my work laptop. Oh, I got you. All right. So you like take and and you hook a oscillating fan up to your mouse, so it looks like you're you're being productive. Yeah, I mean it's not that bad. I can I can <laughs> still get my work done and you know yeah. take take a, a five minute break to play a turn once an hour or so yeah i got you uh so then i've been playing uh just today i played some more of the battle zone game uh video game uh and it's a port from uh it was from 1998 was the original game and it's on steam now um and it's uh, i did not realize just how clunky the communication trees are huh. So like it's a tactical game. So it's a it's a real time strategy first person shooter tank games in space or on on other planets. <laughs> yeah. So the um, like to command a unit, there's a whole series of keyboard, uh, you know, commands that you're supposed to do. So like option one is offensive units and then you have to select, OK, I want tank six and I want the tank six to defend you know my factory unit so yeah it's a it's a very clunky um kind of kind of command tree so i think i want to figure out how to uh i don't know put some scripts in there so that i can just like hit one key and have it uh you know select all of my units or something but anyway i've been playing uh battle zone on uh um on pc on steam and then I've been playing, uh, trying to get back into Jaws of the Lion, uh, Gloomhaven. And mm-hmm. boy, howdy, organization is a tough thing. And that's just the, <laughs> you know, the kind of the easier game. So I went to Harbor Freight and I got one of their, one of their totes and I've been, um, uh, putting together, uh, you know, trying to get everything organized into that. Yeah, so I know it's, it's not always possible, but for Gloomhaven, if it is at all possible, find a table and just leave it up. I mean, just commit oh, yeah. that that part of your house to the game. And, you know, if you're going to play <laughs> it every week or even every other week, if you have the space for it, it's going to make your life a lot easier. 
Ah, all right. So yeah, we're I so I played missions one through three with my wife. And then we went back and and played missions one through three again uh, with a group of four players. Okay. Um, so now I th I think I have enough enough grounding in it and and organizational things done that we can kind of move on from here. Mm -hmm. um, so Jaws of the Lion, and then I've been playing on Xbox. I've been playing Minecraft, um, which. I'm not really one for building a bunch of stuff. I just really like exploring. That's that's the the that's the the what scratches my itch there is just looking around and seeing what kinds of things have just kind of quote unquote naturally spawned in the world here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I like about Minecraft. And then I have the Game Pass for Xbox, and I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, which I've never played before, but I always see all these great videos that people put online about all these various stunts that they do with with jets and flying backwards through through barns and stuff like that um uh, i just i don't know it seems kind of fun i like the open world concept of that game look game pass is a yeah i found it to be an amazing value you know mm -hmm. it was like okay there are literally hundreds of games you get for Fifteen dollars a month, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's a good mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. So, and then, uh, so our D and D campaign is wrapped up, and we're kind of we're taking a little break for a little bit. Um, but we topped out at eleventh um, level, and we uh, we went, went through the module that was a it was a one through eleven um, module. It's called uh, Ghouls of the Empire, which is for the Midgard setting from Kobold Press. So those characters are retired, and eventually we'll move on to something else, but we're kind of taking a little bit of a break for now. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. All right. Uh, myself, I got into Saga and, you know, uh, watching uh, Norseman on Netflix. It's fantastic. You know, you learn that the uh, shitting log is based on trust. The system <laughs> is based on trust. And, uh, yeah, I've got this uh, tournament coming up in Ridgeland, Mississippi, February 19th. It's my birthday. And, yeah, the whole thing. Been playing bolt action. Uh, it's fired up again. And I'll be hosting a tournament to support my convention of Siege of Vicksburg. Uh, at tickets Coast on Con. sale February first. Yes, February first. That's that's it. Uh, and yeah, yeah. You know, I would say, look, I want to hope to see Richard and Roy there, but look, I know things are the way they are, and yeah. So, and I uh, played in the tournaments for Conquest, Last Argument of Kings, yesterday. Uh, what was it Saturday? Okay and uh didn't do so well and you know honestly i had to proxy a bunch of shit but whatever and uh yeah past that i think the only other gaming thing is i finally got an ender 3 um printer and what sucked is it's like i had to get this douchebag at work to help me like set it up and look I, I, it's one of those things like you ever had to like deal with somebody that you would rather not deal with? <laughs> no, never. 
Yeah, you know, it'd be like <laughs> literally you would rather move heaven and earth, you know, to to be like, look, you're the last motherfucker I ever want to, you know, contact. You know, it was that situation. But this is also the guy that sells you weed, isn't it? Ah, wish, but you know. <laughs> It, it it was that situation with like uh you know I was like oh fuck I don't want to talk to him I want to do this you know but you know here it is and yeah so mm-hmm. anyway so I have an Ender three machine and I figure I'm gonna try maybe this week to start printing some Team Yankee stuff some East Germans and or some uh British and we'll just kind of see how it goes. But mm-hmm. I don't know. This is my first foray into 3D printing, and I honestly think like it's a big thing. If you are a you know big into tabletop gaming, you kind of need a 3D printer, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. So anyway, mm-hmm. all right. So Rich, you've been playing Pandemic Legacy. Yeah, uh, before my daughter went back to school, we got a few games in uh, at the beginning of the month. Um, so I think we made it up to March. So every Pandemic Legacy game is is 12 months, but for each month you can play it one or up to two times. So I think we made it up to March, and I think she might come home next weekend, so we'll probably get another game in. Um, this is Season 0, so it's actually a, a prequel. We've already played Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and Season 2, uh, but Season 0 is the the third game in the series to come out. It's, it's interesting so far. You're actually, you play, uh, you play American spies that are trying to stop the Russians from developing a bioweapon, which, given that I've already played Season 1 and Season 2, I don't think we're going to do it. Can you imagine if she was like, Dad, I'm not coming home <laughs> unless you agree that... Uh, on the second turn, this happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could, she could do that. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I started playing another historical ASL game, which this is actually one I started playing a couple years ago with a different guy. And now a friend and I are playing Hatton and Flames. So historical ASL is the same basic rule set as ASL. The big difference is the map is a specific historical place rather than the just the sort of generic maps that you put together. And then also you play a series of games together back to back. So each one, you know, you'll set a new front and get reinforcements and and each one builds on the last one. So we're only one or two turns in so far. We're only playing every other week, but I love historical ASL. All right. So do you actually have to set a hat on fire and wear it before you play or how does that work? And you do it after the first day, then the loser has to wear the, the hat that's in flames. OK, yeah, just just curious. No, yeah. Uh, another game I played on Vassal was called Konigsberg. It's a, it's a revolution games game. It's a pretty small game. It's just a one map game. Um, it's a Ziploc bag game, so it's not very big at all, but we've been playing on Vassal. Um, it's okay. I'm not crazy about it. I think it would make a much better solo game than it would a multiplayer game just because the the Germans are just getting overwhelmed by the Russians are getting backed into a pocket and the Russians have so much more to do and the Germans are basically just there to be speed bumps. So it's okay. We're probably going to actually finish it up tomorrow night. It'll be our third session. And then I don't think I'll play that one again. Just just a speed bump, you say. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I've been playing Nevsky, which is Volko Runka's uh, new series of games, although it's not really new at this point. I've had the game for a couple of years, but there's, I think, three games, three or four games already announced in the series. It's the uh, the Levian campaign series, so it's basically medieval operational warfare, and it's really good. Um, it took me a while to get into it, but there's a lot of pre-planning where you have to, you know, it's not just about moving guys around, but you have to like gather up food supplies and make sure that you have the right type of transportation based on the season. And, you know, you can surround the other guys and try to starve them out, but you're going to starve your own guys out too. And there's just so many decisions to make. It's a, it's a really, really good game. And, and my wife really likes it too. I played with her and she, this is the first time she's ever come to me after we played a war game, like two days later. And she's like, I can't stop thinking about that game. So <laughs> yeah, wow. I know. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so it's pretty amazing. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, honestly, that's the one where uh, everybody is like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite artwork for a Volcarunka game. And so, yes, I love yes, it so that much. That was the one that had a lot of controversy about the cover, yep. for sure. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I'm i not a fan of the cover, but what, something why? about what's judging the... books and covers. Uh, there's an expression there. <laughs> what's What's the beef? It's got a bunch of naked ladies on it, Roy. No, it's just it's just kind of weird looking. It's just it's, well, yes, I see the I dude hovering in the sky over the castle. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Uh huh. It's just not a fine. great, not a great cover. I mean, I'm, I mean, look, I, I but look again, at it. if you really like the cover, we can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, not going to call you out on Twitter for it. <laughs> ah, I mean, I looked at it and I was like, um, okay, it, it's kind of like watercolor maybe but it it, <laughs> yeah. it literally uh, look, look it literally wouldn't affect me at all and so but people are like this is terrible i don't like it blah yeah. blah 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 and whatever so huh. uh another game i've been playing and this is one of the premium games on on bga that i was talking about is a feast for odin uh oh, this one wow, that's on there now it is if you're premium. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing because I've gotten an invite from a friend who is a premium premium member. Uh, uh-huh. I've been playing that on there. But then I actually also played that one on the table just this afternoon with, with my wife and my daughter. And mm-hmm. they both really liked it. So I think this is one that we're going to be playing a lot. Worker, uh, sorry, Feast for Odin is a worker placement game. It's an Uwe Rosenberg game. It's a big one, though. I mean, there's a lot of... But it's not. it's not like hard to understand there's just a lot to do which is good in a worker placement game it's not as tight as a game like agricola where you feel like if you don't get that space you got nothing to do there's Mm -hmm. always stuff to do um and it's not that hard to feed your people which is nice um but ultimately you're just trying to get a bunch of victory points and i i'd even i finished with negative points in today's game so i'm not very good at it uh but it was a lot of fun if you love tetris you will yes. love a feast for Odin. Absolutely, yeah, because that's how you get your points is by arranging things on this grid. Um, and then, have you guys ever heard of the RPG Ten Candles? Uh, yes, heard, I have. Okay. I've heard of sixteen I, candles. No, it's a different one. This is slightly different. Well, so obviously, it's kind of horror, sixteen candles. Six sixteen candles. They steal her underwear, and in ten candles, everyone dies. So it's similar. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. I got um, you. All right. No, it's a it's a it's a tragic horror RPG, and literally, 
I mean, you go into it knowing at the end, by the end of the game, everyone will die. So it's about your characters and their, you know, last hours on earth or whatever. It's, it's very low prep for the GM, but it's just such an immersive experience. I mean, like I played it actually twice in the last month with a kind of an overlapping group of people, but people that, you know, friends of mine, and then you don't see them again for a couple of weeks over the holidays. Like I saw people two, three weeks later, and literally the first thing they said to me is I can't stop thinking about that game. So it's really is, if you ever have a chance to play 10 candles, I would highly recommend it. So it was like, all right, do you have our underwear? No. <laughs> okay. We die. Nope. So you have to blow out a candle then. So yeah, every time something bad happens, you have to blow out a candle. And then when the last candle goes out, you know, you basically at that point, you're narrating how everyone dies. Mm. Wow. Okay. (laughs) It's very good. All right. Uh, Speaking of everyone dies, um, (laughs) we have a sponsor. Reaching for a segue. Yes. And that is mike at ulcer dementia if you wanted to 3d print some candles to possibly burn or and or 3d print some underwear to possibly have and yeah he can do it for you and you can see this link in the show notes it's alterdementia.com you can use the discount code of cog 2019 that at this point is what is it is it like three years old now wow been with Mike a Matt, long time. Math like checks that. out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you could do that to 3D print your uh, underwear or whatever you might have. And, yeah, so there you go. Anyway, so on to what's on your radar. The first thing we have is Renatio et Gloriam. And this is the Renaissance version of... Uh, that other term that I really can't pronounce, the Marat El Golium or whatever, which is the ancients version. And so, yeah, it comes from Simon Hall and it's a whole bunch of Renaissance era, you know, uh, miniature rules. And so there you go. It's interesting. They've even got like South America so you can play. Yeah. Because you know, all that Natives counts as and... Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Look. <laughs> They got and, Japanese, Chinese. Wow. Yeah, this is this is this is a lot. There's look, a lot in, it, it, I mean, they're all know, different different books, but but it's a it's a pretty wide area. In ancient gaming, I wanted forever to do uh, Mississippi Mound Builders, which happens in the Mississippi Valley, and uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's something I wanted to do for a while. So yeah, yeah. there's a one of the maybe the biggest one that's still here is, is right across from the river from me in Cahokia and uh, 1,500 years ago, something like that. I can't remember the exact time, but that was actually the biggest city in North America. Wow. I actually drove past that. Yeah. Okay. So um, I get next. Next we have is Mantic previews, the umbrella Academy in 2022. Do you guys watch this on Netflix? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. And I think, my wife and daughter have both seen it as well. I have not read the uh, comic books, but I liked the um, the the show on Netflix. And yeah, so Mantic is doing a miniature game based on it. And uh, yeah, got your little guys that could be an ape or a violin or a young guy who's actually old. And it's all thing. So yeah, uh, I'm trying hmm. to think who actually 
writes that uh, book, but I can't remember. So anyway, is that a graphic novel or is it a, a regular novel? What's the what's the original source for Umbrella Academy? Oh, well, comic slash graphic novels. So, okay. Yeah. All right. I've yeah. only seen it on Netflix. So I didn't. Know. Yeah. Me too. So uh, the next thing we had was hundred hours, and you play to play world. A new way to play World War II games. It is a uh, great for now. Just announced an upcoming game called O Two Hundred Hours, and it is a scenario-based skirmish World War II game. And I kind of find these, you know, interesting and fascinating, and hope to one day bring them to the table. So, I thought and one guy it. looks exactly like the guy from Indiana Jones. Absolutely, the, the Lost Ark. That he was like, eh, I'm going to look at this, you know, arc as I open up and, yeah. you know, whatever. All right. So yeah, we'll have it linked in the show notes. See what you think. Uh, the next thing we had. OK, I've been fa- always fascinated by the amount, uh, you know, uh, tweezers or whatever you need <laughs> for to to lift these massive ASL <laughs> Yeah. You know, stacks and stuff. And apparently I stumbled across this in some discussion and they and we'll have this linked in the show notes. There are uh, tweezer, giant tweezers on uh-huh. Amazon that are designed to feed reptiles. With. <laughs> They're about like 15 inches long. And uh, yeah. And so you can pick up your huge stacks of, uh, you know, ASL counters or, you know, a piece of chicken to give your iguana <laughs> or, you know, whatever. But this looks like it actually works for it. And uh, I'm going to link this. Yeah. Go have well, it so here. And, yeah. If when you go to a to a con and play a mega ASL with the chips the size of a dinner plate. You can uh, use these, you these tweezers to pick up the. Pick yes. up the chits. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it to me, uh, uh, of course, you know, it's also like, oh, uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's, you know, Friday night and we're having a bunch of people over. And yeah, this is what I'll use to serve the, you know, roast chicken or whatever I have. Yeah. It's like this is what I used to play ASL and serve these meatballs to people. <laughs> you know, there you go. Uh-huh. So. Uh, the next thing we had was Coven, which is a 28 millimeter dark fantasy skirmish game that dark comes fantasy, dark fantasy, because, you know, nobody does those nowadays. And uh, this one is from the same company that does, uh, you know, various ancients and whatnot games. And uh, yeah, from Footsore Miniatures is who it is. And it's coming. As of our recording, it is still not released yet. So we'll have this link in the show notes. And uh, you can take a look at it and see what you think. It's based out of England, which means it will be a little expensive for us here in the U.S. But, you know, there you go. I assume it's going to be kind of similar. It's going to play similar where, you know, you got guys and cards activated and you know blah 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 so whatever anyway so uh the next one we had was and you know i love how we don't have to do a lot of work on this podcast we can simply rely on people like the player's aid and (laughs) to do stuff like the most 
anticipated war games of 2022. And I think, honestly, I'm going to lean really hard on Richard to see what he thinks out of all these. Well, if we're plugging other uh, media streams, I will say if you listen to History on the Table, you probably get to hear my <laughs> most anticipated games of 2022. Hmm. Who is that? There, there's another game. There's that... another podcast out what? there. I've heard no of it from way. time to time. Yeah. Okay. About games? Nah. Well, they don't. They don't talk about TV quite as much as we do. Oh, all right. Uh, young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, I mean, the first one they have is Salerno 43 from GMT, which seems really cool. Yeah, that one's on my list, too. That was actually on my list last year, too. But because of all the production delays and everything, my my list from last year looks a lot like my list from this year. I mean, I I love the scale of the maps looking at it. And dadgum, you could pre-order it for 28 bucks. And the I think retail for it is 42. So that's really nice. And it's it's about to ship, so that'll be out pretty soon. Okay. Uh, the next one was Plains Indian, also from GMT. I mean, I like the idea, but I mean, just looking at the components, I'm not that crazy about. But I mean, what the fuck do I know? It's not like I'll ever, you know, play it or whatever. But you yeah, know, this one's not really on my radar. So, what about Fall of Saigon, a Fire in the Lake expansion? So I love Fire in the Lake. Um, I'm, I wasn't in on this, um, mostly just cause I didn't really see the need for it. The last time I bought an expansion to a coin game, I was a little disappointed with it. So I wasn't really all over this one. Okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I like how they're like, they didn't consult you. They were like, you were like, no, they don't yeah, consult me on right. these things. Usually Why? I charge too, I charge too much for my, uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I completely understand that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, eh, let's not do that. All right. What about, okay. I've seen a lot of people out, you know, talk about Lanzareth Ridge, Battle uh-huh. of the Bulls from Dan Verson. You know anything about this one? Yeah, this one looks pretty good. This is the uh, the latest in the Valiant Defense series. The first game of this series was Pavlov's House, which I've played quite a bit. So um, this is the latest in that series. They're really solitaire-only games. I think they do have rules for multiplayer, but they're really just solitaire games. But they're good. They're interesting. They've got some good decisions to make in them. And then uh, they brought uh, Undaunted over to Stalingrad. Yeah. With Undaunted, I- yeah. Never played an Undaunted game, so I, I surprisingly, this is something I actually have and yeah. really liked it. I thought it was, you know, it's easy and fun, and yeah, so I don't know. Uh, the other one is Coalitions from Phalanx. You know anything mm-hmm. about this one? No, not really. Napoleonics are not really my thing. I've I've played a couple of Napoleonic games that I've enjoyed, but it's not not an era or a setting that I'm drawn to. And I think the last one here is The Troubles, Shadow mm-hmm. War in Northern Ireland from Compass yep. Games. Yep. Compass Games, I will not pre-order from Compass Games, and I'll just leave it at that. But. I understand I understand <laughs> that. I will also, at this point, uh, plug Dairy Girls on yeah, I was uh, going to say, Netflix. is there a faction? Can you play the Dairy Girls faction? Fuck, that is such a good dead gum tv show i love it so damn much my wife um, was watching that for a little while she said it was good yes and they uh the next season is about to come out is so damn good um all right 
the next one is fifteen sixty five, The Siege of Malta from Worthington Publishing. Yeah, it's a solo game. I'm not. I don't really know too much about it. Mm. All right. The next one is Barbarians at the Gate, The Decline and Fall of Western Roman Empire. For yeah. Compass game. So again, I wouldn't pre-order a Compass game, but this one looks like it could be interesting. It'll be miniature market stocks Compass games. So if it's good, I could always pick it up there. Yeah. So, lo- Rich, would you be willing to dish a little bit on why you would not pre-order from Compass games? So or is that they left are. Unsaid? No, they're, I've said it before. It's not a secret. I mean, they're not going to sue me for my opinion, but um, they're very expensive <laughs> games. No, they're going to sue me. But I mean, they're, okay. <laughs> they, they tend to be a very high price point and you would expect really high quality games. And they often have a lot of production problems and then you get lower quality games for a higher price. So oh. because okay. of that, I'm not going to pre-order from them. I want to make sure that I'm getting something good rather than giving them trust like I do. Gotcha. All GMT right. or MMP. Uh-huh. Like MMP, like I order a BCS game or an OCS game. I mean, granted, everyone can have a production mistake, but I know what I'm going to get from GMT or MMP, and I know that they're going to be better about fixing it than Compass will. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So what we're going to go with is, quote, fuck those guys, un- unquote, <laughs> Richard Shapir. All, right. uh, so, all right. I hope that's not how you teach your your kids in your media classes. <laughs> Well, kids, this is how you can take some a quote out of context, you know. And yeah, so, all right. You go through all of my all of my audio from the last eighty episodes that we've yeah. done. And find me saying that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So do, you, do you have a unit on on doxing people you disagree with? Uh, that's only senior level. So. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. So the next one is votes for women from Fort Circle Games. So I'm not. I've never heard of. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, but I had heard of this game. I think we might have even talked about it when it kickstarted. I mean, it's it's not a war game. It's not really my thing. I guess if someone came up to me and said, do you want to play it? I'd give it a shot, but not something I'm particularly looking forward to it. Okay. All right. So the next thing we have is Littoral Commander. And look, if, if somebody else didn't put this on here, I would have just because that is a strange... <laughs> name for a yeah okay all right so this is actually the second name for this game have you heard about this little controversy (laughs) do do you know who sebastian bay is georgetown university wargaming society no okay well i I follow him on twitter and i yeah so anyway um it's he's actually he's like a a military probably ex-military but he designs professional war games for the u.s military and he teaches a class on war game design at georgetown so he also has designed this new game called littoral commander um the original name of this game was going to be fleet marine force and the marines basically said nope uh uh-uh you can't call it that so he had to rename his game it's not kickstarted but it it is it's basically a, a kickstarter type you know, pre-order thing, and and there, I don't think he's hit his number yet, but it looks like an interesting game. Um, you know, I I've I've talked to, communicated with him a little bit back and forth, and it sounds like an interesting idea for a game. So I just wanted to throw that one out there, especially since it's it's kind of hard to find. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that seems like, especially recently, are trying to pull away from Kickstarter. Um, but the nice thing about Kickstarter is everybody knew where to find them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Man. just just to be be clear, 
The word littoral means relating to or situated on the shore of a sea or yes. a lake. <laughs> Which is why you can understand that the Marines care about the littoral. I, oh, I mean the littoral areas. <laughs> all right, look, I, I, all I thought about was the J.S. Silent Bob. I am the clit commander. And I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. So there you go. All right. Ah, and the last thing we have is Purple Haze. Yeah, and this is another one. So it's not Kickstarter, but like if you look at the website, even it looks like Kickstarter. This one is on what GameFound, which I've never heard of anymore uh, at all. But it doesn't matter. The game itself looks pretty cool. It's uh, it's kind of like a a co-op survival Vietnam game. It just looks really interesting to me. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm all about the uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah song (laughs) and i'll link that in the show notes so yeah anyway so uh on to actual news and i mean this should be no surprise to anyone but uh upcoming in x-wing if you remember that whole you know game there are uh mandalorian things coming out you can get a nice uh what you call it razor crest Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah <laughs> and you know spoilers I ass- about the razor crest i'll just yeah. leave there <laughs> and you know i just assume that uh eventually you'll get this weird you know yeah. other ship that might but that be. one i i mean obviously you can give it new cards and everything but that one probably already exists i would think so well okay yeah um the uh there is a whatever you call that damn thing um it's the n1 starfighter yeah. The yellow it, one that they oh, flew the in Naboo. Naboo. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is that exists for X Wing. So, right. I mean, but there yeah. might be a book so, of Boba Fett. Spoilers that might show up in a, in a new version of Boba Fett, which yeah, yeah, yeah. now the ship is like 50 years old, but that doesn't really matter in Star Wars. But, you know, whatever. We'll make it to a hot rod. So, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so the next thing is the Dark Souls tabletop RPG, uh, is coming and yeah, I, look, I, the Darks, okay, I'm about to be, I think, 46 years old. I think in about, uh, two and a half weeks, three weeks or whatever, and, uh, I don't have fucking time. <laughs> to play a video game this hard where I, where I have to like you know yeah. memorize just put it straight yeah. on story mode Thank yes you. <laughs> i don't have time for that shit you know <laughs> i i don't so uh, i mean i get it you young kids look do it you're young love it whatever but okay dark souls is coming to you know tabletop and yeah uh i I just assume so, that that version, you, you know, that kind of thing we're having to struggle to play, you know, isn't in there. But I could be wrong. So I'm imagining like trying to play a D&D game that was like a hard video game. So like you go into the boss fight and the boss kills you. Does the DM just like put you back outside the room and say try again? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, all right. But you've played uh, Warhammer fantasy role play. Yeah. And I've always found that that combat was a lot more lethal. It it certainly can be. We haven't. No one has died yet, but okay. we've we've come close. Ah, all right. So, okay. like as I recall, the mechanic is once you drop to zero hit points, the next hit turns into a critical that you reference against the chart. 
Yes. And not and only a, that, if if you drop to zero, I mean, you're going to have a long term, like it might take you a month or two months of game time to recover from that. Right. Yeah. So, yes. But the thing is, I mean, I guess if the DM, if or if there was like a story reason for the guy to hit you after you're down, that might be different. But most of the time, if you go down, the rest of your party is still up They're They're probably going to ignore you unless there's some story reason why. I don't care about all the rest of you guys. I really want this one to die. Mm-hmm. Which could happen. I mean, if you've got like a dwarf against goblins or something like that. Yeah. Racism is alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's speciesism, but you know, I don't know. But whatever. All right. Uh, the next thing we had was. All right. I wanted to ask Richard. Multi-man publishing pulled Gettysburg from their pre-ordered list. And I was just wanted to know what does that mean like you know that's funny i i didn't even notice that in multi-man publishing they dropped like a truckload of information the last couple days so i looked over it all because there's obviously a lot of games on there there's two more historical asl games coming out there's another bcs game there's uh gcacw game there's so much stuff in there that i was interested in that i did not even notice that they they pulled gettysburg from that so i have no idea Okay. They didn't actually call you and ask. Well, you know what? Now that I look at my phone, I've got a I got a voicemail from them. I'll, it, I'll... it was like, okay, Kurt Schilling, <laughs> oh, 30, <laughs> 33 missed calls. All right. So, all right. Oh, whatever. All right. Which he didn't actually get into the Hall of Fame this year? Was it this? Okay. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, look, we don't actually follow sports on here, but I think that was a thing. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, so, and, uh, what is our next thing? We had, all right. Free League announces the Twilight 2000 expansion pack. And look, I'm all over this. I, I've talked about this on the show repeatedly. I find it fascinating. And this is the first expansion for it is urban operations. And look, I discovered like, uh, yesterday that, um, what is it? It's, uh, Twilight 2300, which is the, it's a, it's technically Twilight 2000 and Traveler combined. It's, and it's coming out uh, in February. And I missed that somehow. It's, it's basically Twilight 2000, but 300 years later, it, um, yeah. So, so is there, is there space travel? Yes, that's what it is. It's like, you know, they, you know, finally, whatever, got their shit together where they're not killing each other anymore or, you know, whatever. And yeah. Oh, so it's it's the Twilight 2000 world pushed forward into the era of space travel. Yes. So this is like kind of the the base driver of Twilight 2000 was I'm stuck in Europe and I'm trying to get back to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So specifically this bleeds it into traveler okay so so yeah so i learned that and yeah i thought that was kind of cool so you know i don't know much about twilight 2000 but i do know that a lot of people that have similar tastes in rpgs have really been buzzing about this one lately i mean i didn't know anything about it until a guy locally we were talking about getting together a uh traveler game and he was like well you know this is coming out next month and i was like what so there you go Mm. all right 
And uh, last thing we had was some dickhead did this whole um, uh, thing. I mean, look at him. He's a fucking dickhead. Uh, you'll see this in the show notes. Uh, said he's not going to attend Gen Con this year because they require masks. And look, my favorite... Actually, I, I wrote an article about why I wasn't going to attend Gen Con this year, too. It was basically just I've never been and I didn't really want to. <laughs> that's, that's the whole uh, article. Look, my, my, look I, I, I'm going to write one tomorrow that talks about like i'm gonna i'm not attending gen con because i don't have the money and yeah and why that's the patriarchy's problem or yeah i don't know no no no. it's because the woke people are the reason why i don't know anyway so my favorite favorite part of this whole damn article is he talks about he in going to a convention, one of his favorite things is to see people's faces. I'm like, that is such bullshit. I have <laughs> never, I have never ever gone to a convention. I'm like, oh yeah, look at that guy's face over there. This guy's face over here. I'm glad he's not wearing a mask or anything. Oh, you fucking dickhead. Uh, <laughs> it just, it, it really, really annoyed me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm getting too old for this. Are you, so there's are you, a line are you here. Are you going this year, Adam? What, Gen Con? Yeah. I mean, I would, but like my job. Oh, kinda, that's right. New. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm kind of stuck into I can't get out until certain within a certain date. And I think I can't actually go. And yeah. look, my, my buddy is, is like messaged me all day because I mean, specifically today, January 30th, 2022, they um, tickets for Gen Con for this year have gone on sale. And I'm like, man, you know, I'd really like to go, but I, I, I don't think I can with my job, you know, the, the way it is. But right. uh, I don't know. So anyway, I mean, I'll get back there. I mean, to me, I was I bought. I mean, look, just walking around there, it, it was the greatest, you know, convention ever that I'd ever been to. And I don't think I've ever like said on this podcast, my Brandon Sanderson story. Where, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. Okay, I met him. All right, this is like way, way back when. And look, I knew who I knew his name. And you know, other than that, I I'd not read you know him finishing Will Time or you know anything else. But at Gen Con the year I was there, I had kind of gotten off in this section, apparently where I was not supposed to be. And it's a giant freaking convention. And so for whatever reason, I ended up like off on this section over here. And it was by these guys that was making puppets. And I was talking to the guy. And then just this other, you know, Jim Bob walks up next to me and starts talking to the guy, talking to me. And we're all talking about puppets. And so we're talking about puppets for like 15, 20 minutes. And just blah, 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 you know, hey, you know, and it was like, hey, I'm 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 Adam. And he's like, hey, my name's Brandon. And, you know, did did it there and just we're we're talking and just going back and forth. And then somebody walks up to him. He goes, OK, Mr. Sanderson, we're ready for you. And he pulls him out to this other section. I had gotten apparently in behind where I should not be. <laughs> there was a, there was like a line of like 500 fucking people to see Brandon Sanderson. 
and I had been talking to him for like 20 minutes and not knowing who he was. And yeah, so they pull him off to the side. He starts meeting these people and signing shit and just whatever. Anyway, uh, that was my Brandison Standard story. So yeah, I was like, oh, that was that guy. And then it was like, oh, I should probably not be here where I am. So anyway, all right. So um, yeah, this was I don't know. I don't ever hear in the uh, uh, history on the table talk about meeting Brandon Sanderson. So you know, I'm just saying. Anyway. Sorry, I have to look up who that is. He's okay, an author, uh, I guess. Uh, yes, yeah. he is. And you epic know, fantasy and science fiction. Yes, I mean honestly, he's fairly famous, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to claim like you look how awesome I am. Uh, it because I'm I feel <laughs> I, because I feel stupid because you know I didn't know who he was he didn't you know we, it, he was just Joe Schmo we're talking about puppets that's all it was it was very very innocent you know it was but yeah. I got his wallet yeah yeah I know and it's like I <laughs> I picked his pocket he had three hundred dollars in it it was awesome I drank heavily later you know but whatever anyway so yeah. <laughs> Our Brandon Sanderson story. Anyway, so I guess that brings us to the end of this podcast. And uh, yeah, so we'll go for, you know, later, tomorrow, next week, something, a couple weeks later. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Don't don't expect consistency from us, but <laughs> we're still on a more rigorous timetable than um, uh, hardcore history. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I have no idea what you know, actual uh, you know, Fedora guys doing nowadays. Is he even still doing Dice Tower? I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, he's. I think he ended with the uh, with the podcast thing. Yeah, yeah, they stopped. Yeah, still doing YouTube though. Yeah, mm, look, I could I could not be trusted with that power. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's 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 just where I'm at. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I'd have, yeah, totally blown that up later. So, you know. Anyway, all right. So, uh, we'll see you later. And uh, yeah, good night, everyone. So, Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> all right, English Roy's back. <laughs>